Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about why you aren't healing like a professional runner. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. I actually did some research recently in preparation for a presentation I was going to be giving on running injuries at the International Foot and Ankle Foundation Medical Conference in Seattle. When I went to Medline, which is the search engine that catalogs medical research articles for the National Center for Biotechnology Information, I entered the search terms running and injury. That search produced 5,093 articles that were published in authoritative medical journals around the world. So not only do a lot of runners get injured, apparently a lot of researchers are writing scientific articles about running injuries. Out of all those publications, one of the most informative may be the one entitled Incidents and Determinants of Lower Extremity Running Injuries in Long-Distance Runners, a Systematic Review. That study was a meta-analysis published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. By the way, if you want to get a free PDF of this study so you can read the whole study yourself, just go to the show notes page for this episode, which you can find under the podcast section at DocOnTheRun.com. We have it there for you, and it's free. The primary objective of that research study was to figure out the true incidence of lower extremity injuries among distance runners. Basically, they wanted to figure out how often runners really get injured with things like shin splints, stress fractures, Achilles tendonitis, and plantar fasciitis. To accomplish that, they actually reviewed all the published research studies which discussed those kind of injuries among runners. Now, when doing this sort of research, the researcher has to make a decision about what to include and what to exclude. So, of course, all these research studies always have inclusion criteria and exclusion criteria. First and foremost, they have to define what is a runner. In this particular study, they define distance runners by a couple of interesting parameters. The first way they decided to define a runner was someone who runs distances of at least 5K or 3.1 miles, but not further than a marathon or 26.2 miles. Because they were trying to figure out what sort of injuries afflicted distance runners, they chose to exclude sprinters and short course track athletes. Now, secondly, they also chose to exclude ultramarathoners based on the assumption that athletes who run 50 or 100 miles might be outliers. The third way they defied runners is that they basically said runners are also considered to be either recreational or competitive runners, but were not professional runners or elite runners. This is an interesting point, and you should pay attention here. The authors of this meta-analysis, when choosing to exclude elite runners, stated that they had to exclude them from this study because elite athletes presumably can rely on a better medical support. Professional runners and elite athletes are presumed to have more attentive medical providers, more immediate access to qualified medical professionals, and, at a minimum, more attentive and supportive care when injured. Every time I lecture at a medical conference, I bring up this point. When I bring up this important exclusion, I always ask the doctors in the audience whether or not they agree that professional athletes have better medical care. All of them nod yes in agreement. I basically throw up my hands and say, if we agree it is best for professional athletes, shouldn't that medical care be the standard of care for all runners? And you, as a runner listening to this right now, should be thinking about that too. You need to think about why you're not healing like a professional athlete. You need to figure out what you can do that a professional athlete would be doing right now with your injury. 
And I can tell you right now, it's not about having a more expensive doctor. It's not about uh, having a chauffeur who's going to take you to the hospital. It is about the small choices you're making all day long that are either making you better or preventing you from healing as quickly as you potentially could. After many years of teaching doctors about running injuries and personally helping runners figure out how to keep running when they get injured, I can tell you I've seen some recurring themes, and the following are the top three reasons I really believe you probably aren't healing like a professional athlete. This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler, in my experience, is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I'm left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different, and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert, and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You can have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's by Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's going to be on time. Two, he's going to be able to spend more time with you than a typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are going to result in more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. The following are the top three reasons I really believe you probably aren't healing like a professional athlete. The first thing is that injured runners become apathetic. You give up. Let's face it, when you get injured, you get bummed out. You aren't exercising. You're just sitting around thinking about the race you've been training for for months, and you're visualizing your goal race vaporizing. You've given up. It's almost like a mild form of depression. It's like your dream turned into a nightmare. Then you have this sort of lost opportunity cost kind of thing going on where you start thinking about how much time you wasted. You think about long runs in the rain. You think about all the times you could have been doing things with your kids and went out for a run instead. You think about all those workouts you did before dawn, and all of it seems like wasted time now. With that sort of focus, it seems obvious you could have a terrible attitude. If you ask 100 professional runners or elite athletes specifically about a positive mental attitude versus a negative mental attitude, I would be willing to bet at least 99 of them would say a positive mental attitude is absolutely critical to success. They never give up. They see any sort of problem as something to be worked around. It's a temporary obstacle. It's a puzzle to figure out. If you're thinking about how you're not going to be able to do your race, you're cementing your failure. You need to start thinking instead about how you might be able to do your race. You need to get all of your subconscious brain power trying to figure out how you can heal and show up on the starting line. For all injured runners, that is really step one to healing quickly. Now, the next thing is that injured runners don't take their nutrition as seriously as runners in training. Over and over, I see injured runners bail on their nutritional disciplines when they get injured. In some sense, the shift makes sense. They say, well, 
you know, I'm not really training right now. I'm just sitting around injured and I'm not burning the same kind of calories, so I don't need to be eating the same sort of diet. Interestingly, many of them term to comfort food. Maybe they're actually eating a little bit of pizza or a little more ice cream or having a few more beers. Well, you have to really think about this. When you train, all you're really doing is causing deliberate tissue damage. Training is designed to injure the muscles, tendons, bones, and ligaments just enough that they can repair themselves and become stronger than they were before your training session. The overtraining injury only happens when that level of tissue damage exceeds your body's physiologic capacity to rebuild that tissue before your next workout. So really, when you have an overtraining injury, you just have an exaggerated version of your normal training and recovery process. So nutrition has to be a primary focus. If you eat four to five times a day to make sure you have the raw ingredients for healing in your body at all times when you're training, you should certainly do that when you're recovering from an overtraining injury. You need to have frequent doses of protein, collagen, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and trace elements. And I'm not talking about once a day. You need those things in your system continually. You need to be eating six times a day. And if you're not eating six times a day, if you're only eating three meals a day, then you should be supplementing in between meals so that you're effectively boosting your system with the raw ingredients it needs to heal all day long. Now, the last thing that really prevents you from healing like a professional athlete is that injured runners see normal doctors who offer normal solutions and you accept those middle-of-the-road, truthfully, substandard treatments and don't demand individualized care that will help you get back to running faster. If you go to see a doctor when you have an overtraining injury and your doctor just tells you to stop running, you need to hobble your ass out of that office as fast as possible. Your doctor's job is to help you get back to running. End of story. If your doctor tells you to quit running, your doctor is not on your team. Your doctor is on your competition's team. You cannot and should not tolerate an adversarial physician. Any doctor who is not willing to align their prescribed treatment plan with your goals is an adversary. Any doctor who hands you a pre-written, pre-planned, pre-prescribed treatment plan to you is not working hard enough. If that actually worked, I would pre-write your treatment plan and put it on the website so you should just go get it and read it and heal. But that's not really possible. Every runner is different. Every runner has to do whatever is necessary to heal their particular injury as fast as possible. But perhaps even more importantly, you have to be able to make adjustments and individually tailor the healing process to fit your rate of healing. Young athletes heal faster than old athletes. People who've been exercising their entire lives typically heal faster than people who've just started exercising recently. Runners with minor injuries heal faster than runners who have more severe, chronically neglected injuries. Don't let any doctor tell you your injury takes six weeks to heal. And you could insert any particular injury into that equation. So if a doctor tells you it's six weeks to heal plantar fasciitis, don't listen. If the doctor tells you it takes six weeks to heal a metatarsal stress fracture, you know that's not true. It all depends on who you are, what you're doing with your sleep, your nutrition, and your activity. Think active recovery. There are dozens of variables that can speed up or delay your healing. So when you get an overtraining injury and you want to get back to running, the real question to ask your doctor isn't, how long is it going to take to heal? The million-dollar question that you should be asking your doctor, and frankly, you should even be asking yourself, is, what can I do today, right now, in the next few hours, later today, and tomorrow, 
that will shorten that timeline. What can we do to heal faster? What can I do to heal like a professional athlete instead of healing like a normal runner stuck with the usual treatment in a normal doctor's office? Think about everything you did to recover from your workouts when you were at your absolute peak of training, at the previous pinnacle of your running career. How did you eat? What did you do to rest and maximize your sleep? What sort of hydration routine did you have? Were you getting massages or stretching or using pneumatic compression boots? What all were you doing to recover faster? Think about all the things you did differently that you're not doing today. If you really think about it, and if you really talk to your doctor and pin your doctor down on the things that you can do to heal faster, you will have the potential to compress the healing timeline. And if you and your doctor work hard enough, you may even be able to show up on the starting line fully healed, ready to run, with all the potential to finish your goal race and make it to the finish on time. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.